right, we're back. We're back. I've got Joseph H. Johnson in the house. That's right. I said your whole name, almost your whole name, in the house to have a conversation with us about <laughs> what's happening on the L.A. scene and what's going on in his life. Welcome. Hey, Joe. What's going hey. on, man? Hey, James. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So I know that you have been, uh, and you are an actor and definitely have been doing a lot of different projects and side jobs and hit jigs and you got your hustle going on and just want to hear a little bit about how life has been for you um, right before COVID and right after COVID. Um, because I know that I had an opportunity to catch you in a couple of things on television. It's so interesting because I'm looking, first off, a friend of mine had just told me to start watching The Orville, right? And <laughs> I'm not one of these people that can go and go all the way back. I'm like, I don't feel like going through the whole first season. So I'm going to check out the second season. Yeah. And then I was just like, hmm. And I saw it. And then I saw it when I was looking at your IMDb. It says you were on the orb. I was like, wait, the doctor's scene. And which one? I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, I know I know that face. I know I know that face. I was like, no, why did that look so doggone familiar? So that must have happened somewhere in 2019 or the end of uh, 2018. So I want you to bring me up speed on what your 2019 was like and then how um, Covida, I call it Covida sometimes, came <laughs> by and slap people in the face and see how it's affecting your life. It, it's affecting people differently. So I'm excited to hear what's going on with you. Yeah, well, okay. So that scene actually happened in 2018. We shot that and it was originally supposed to be in the, the first season and they bumped it to the second season. So uh. randomly, I was in two things. I, I booked also in 2019, I booked um, Baskets. And uh. I, seen, yeah, I had a scene with Louis Anderson and it was amazing. He's so good to work with, so easy so, and free. Talk to me right now. That was going to be my next question. I'll come back to the Oracle and we'll talk about Seth Meyers and stuff. But I could not even imagine what that was like to be able to, to work with Louis Anderson, especially in Baskets. And if you guys out there haven't seen Baskets, Louis Anderson isn't in his normal um, state of being in Baskets. Tell, tell us a little bit about Baskets and Louis Anderson. Oh, my goodness. So as soon as he came on the scene, I mean, he was just firing on all cylinders. I mean, it was such a unique experience because I had never been able to improv in a scene before on, on national television. It's always very scripted. It's very, you know, if you get one line wrong, you got the script supervisor coming over your head like, hey, you uh, put of instead of A, so I'm gonna have to let you know that so the next take you can get it right. You know, I'm like, all right, let me get it right. So I come in and I'm trying to be on script and he's just going crazy all over the place. And I'm just like, okay that's how it's going down and i look over at the director and i'm like can i just can i just improv with him and he was like if you can hang and i'm like oh. let me crack my knuckles let's do this, let's do this. <laughs> so we just had a good time in that scene we were just playing off each other and going up and down all over the scene we we followed the structure of where it was going but we would we would throw people for a loop i, I would see people behind they were recording they were cracking up laughing and so, so we was <laughs> You're, 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 you're pulling my leg. That scene in Basket, and ladies and gentlemen, Louis Anderson plays um, the character of a woman <laughs> um, <laughs> in Basket. So not only he's a Louis, he's in full, full geese, full drag, woman's mm -hmm. full out 
drag and you're standing there in the store and that was an improv scene? Yeah. Well, it had structure to it. It was, yeah, we, yeah. we followed the structure of the scene, the way it was written. But yeah, they just let us play. And oh, that that's was, awesome. Yeah, one of the first times I've ever gotten to do that. And I had so much fun. I was like, I'm so glad I switched over to comedy, uh, focus on comedy now, because that is exactly what I want to do, you know? Uh, oh, man. And, and, and uh, masterclass on top of masterclass. <laughs> and you got, and you got some coins. Yep. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> was wow. not mad at it. Not mad. And that at happened. It. And that happened in 2019. That happened 2019. So that was pre-COVID. Um, so things were a little slower. Uh, that was like my one of my only bookings that year. And then so we roll over into the next year, 2020, right before COVID happened. I'm still working at the bar. I'm still kind of, you know, doing getting my hustle on, doing that, doing this. Not really loving it. Um, mm. And then all of a sudden we're in lockdown and right. I'm like, okay, I guess I was like, this is mm -hmm. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're just, we're just hanging out. And so I, I needed to be creative. So I started right. uh, this thing called monologue Mondays. I know it, it was a thing that was on a lot of different casting directors websites. So I started recording myself every Monday. I will make myself learn a new monologue or put the monologue on that I already knew it just to get my creative juices flowing. And that turned into me booking a few things. So the first thing I booked. Wait, wait. From <laughs> just you doing your monologue Mondays and because you had your monologue, some people saw that and saw that as um, as an opportunity to hire you? I Yeah. So one of the monologues I, I used or my agent used to pitch me uh, mm. for, for a show. And so I booked that. And right. I actually recently just shot that because they, you know, we, we were on lockdown for, it was called, uh, a show called Good Girls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With, with Christina Hendricks. And um, yeah, so I'm, I did an episode of that. Uh, we also shot, uh, I don't know if people are into Magic the Gathering like I am. Uh, so I'm in this thing called Magic the Gathering. I, I know it. Asked, I know it. <laughs> I was asked to be on this show called Game Nights. Uh, and I didn't know how big it was until I actually shot the episode, did the thing, and then went home. And then as it aired uh, on, it was a, like a YouTube show, everybody's comments are just like, oh my God, we love this dude, da 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 I'm like, what? And like, <laughs> I, I was very skeptical of the nerd community because they could be harsh. They can be mean. Right. People on the internet can be very mean. And I was like, you know what? All right, that's what's up. If I'm if I'm if I'm cool with everybody, then I'm cool with everybody. So, <laughs> so they ended up bringing me back on the show. That one just aired. Uh, I also uh, booked two national commercials, in in lieu of all of this, which was crazy. Shot those. One of them was with another person who I can't I can't even talk about this commercial. I'm under an NDA thing, so I can't even talk about it. Oh, that but, means we'll have you back. Uh-oh, <laughs> I'm going to write a note. Make sure to get him back. So that was a really fun experience. And then I shot another thing. Um, which I, can't talk, like, I can't talk about any of the commercials I shot. That's, I just realized Great. that. So, I am so excited <laughs> that you are doing gigs right now that yeah. you can't talk about. Because that's another reason why I wanted to have you on here. I've had an opportunity to talk to people <laughs> that were doing things right beforehand, how mm. things kind of stopped, then some people that were doing other things on the back end or mm. other side projects through simply um, Zoom, okay? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I want to understand, because I've tried to explain to people, because I have lots of friends in New York City that are mm-hmm. talking about how Black um, Broadway is. And I was like, I know, I know. And, um, you know, and Hollywood was like shut down, but they got together in some kind of way. They're making it work. Because interesting enough, I was uh, visiting a, a few um, uh, competition shows. I was guesting mm-hmm. some audiences at like The Voice and everything right before right. the March hit. I think we went to one in February. Uh-huh. Uh, right before the, you know the virus hit, and I was just mm-hmm. like, "What transition happened for you to continue to be successful on the back end?" Because people are now wondering how they're able to now see shows right that are mm-hmm. were filmed and done um, right now uh, during this time of COVID, and to find out from someone who is right there in it, what were some of the things that you had to do in order to make those those um, those adventures of yours successful and not get coronavirus unless you got coronavirus. No, I did, I, did, I did not get it. I got tested, I think a total, I've been tested like 28 times so far now. Uh, wow. Just going back and forth, being on set. They, they don't play. They, uh, they'll they test you before the costume fitting. They'll test you at the costume fitting. Um, before you get hair and makeup, they take your temperature. Everybody's in masks. They, they don't play. They make you wear That's a little awesome. face shield and the mask on. Everybody was, you know, socially distanced. The only time I ever took my mask off was when they said, okay, cool, camera rolling, action, do the thing, cool, cut, put your mask back on. Everybody. Wow. Yeah, so they have very, very tight net. Um, and so they, they, they don't play on set. They don't play. <laughs> and well, so that I, is amazing. Yeah, I think a lot of it also came from just really, I had to double down on myself. And I had to really focus in on my art and my craft and not be sidetracked by being in the bar life or you know hustling on the side you know because i had the money coming in from i was on unemployment i ain't gonna lie so but i had that mm-hmm. coming in to assist me so i didn't have to have those worries of oh where's my next meal gonna come from where's my next check mm-hmm. gonna come from how i'm gonna pay rent because i know that was on everyone's minds but mm-hmm. i used that time to go okay i'm gonna focus in on myself i'm gonna focus in on my art and i think from that i just really doubled down and said all right let me just really make this a thing. If I'm, if I came out here, this is my tenth year out here. Mm-hmm. 2020 was my tenth year as an actor, as a SAG actor. You know, after actor, mm-hmm. being able to be a in in the city and sometimes being at the right place at the right time is mm-hmm. what makes a huge difference. And it wasn't for you, I think, just being at the right place at the that right time. It was because you had the right mindset. It was like you decided that you were going to grow while you were in this. Because And listen, people out there, this is not to make it seem as if it's been all rosy and everybody's been all cheery and happy-eyed. This has been, for creatives, an emotional roller coaster that is only going to channel and generate more creativity in the future. Because I have been at the bottom of my bottom and feeling like I cannot have any way out. And that little spark of creative hope and light happened. And it's like, once it started happening, it's like the darkness starts to fade away. And everyone turned to creativity when the coronavirus and the, and the pandemic hit. Yeah. So it's about finding ways to um, stay creative and to be able to be in front of the game and to allow yourself to not, to not let it consume you. And, and so you got a chance to meet some crazy interesting people You've had an opportunity to hone in on some skills that you knew you had and you couldn't wait to harness. And you got to harness it 
at one of the uh, most amazing times is with um, one of the veterans of all, Louis Anderson. Now, here's my question. I know you to be a science, science sci-fi buff and, and, and uh, a, a superhero buff. And when I saw the episode on um, the Orville, <laughs> okay, um, first off, I was just like, wait, you get to play, um, was it Moldon? Uh, Mocklin. Mocklin. Yeah. You got, you got to play Mocklin's. I guess it was like a year and a half ago. But the but Mocklin's, um, ladies and gentlemen, without a spoiler alert, are um, very masculine, yet they have um, a disdain for uh, females on their planet. And they're basically um, um, a male, uh, they have a male persona. Um, and, and this particular thing, you, you are um, working with them, but what I want to talk about was the makeup aspect of that. What was that like? Because when I went back and looked when I saw that you were in it and I was like, oh, that is totally you. <laughs> um, what was it like with being amongst all of those amazing creative professionals back then when they were, well, when you were able to get all up and close to someone's face? I really want to know how that uh, was, was like, what it was like. That was the longest I've ever sat in a makeup chair. And it was so <laughs> much fun. Uh, I think it took, I want to say six hours. Man. To do it. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm exaggerating. It took four hours. It took four hours to do it. But yeah, I got there. I remember getting there at like four or five in the morning. And then my set call was, I think like eight or nine. But I was <laughs> in that chair. The entire, they were like, all right, cool. Make sure you use the bathroom to get everything out the way. Cause you're gonna be in the chair for a while. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they weren't playing. <laughs> oh man, I'm so glad to see that you were able to have uh, so many different experiences that you even brought into your 2020, and now you get to carry it into to 2021 as we are in December. And yeah. it's just amazing that we're we're at this place again, where just a year ago, um, a lot of these transitions were getting ready to start happening and have been moving and shaking and break started to get put on and then they really got put on and you can actually look back on on your 2020 right now of all of the the, the hills and valleys and ups and downs and and find a shining moment i think it's a, a beautiful story to have which came from not just luck but from hard work because if you had not decided to to enhance yourself and to make yourself better and to stay in front of the camera to keep honing your skill to keep honing who you are, then you would still be sitting here um, watching your friends doing commercials and shows yep. going, man, man, I wish I was on that. Why didn't I get on that? And now you get to tell yourself, you know what, I did that. Yeah. And I um, have grown from that and it's beautiful. This is your 2020. And um, interesting enough, I was watching, um, this isn't a plug, but I was watching Bill Maher and his last show and he said that he, uh, he did this thing where he had a video of, of himself and he said, yeah, I decided to take a video and show my 100-year-old self um, what 2020 was like. And, <laughs> and it was really funny, but it got me to thinking. And I want you and, and everyone else out there to think about it too. Take an opportunity to video yourself around the end of the year, especially around New Year's Eve, and talk about your 2020 and what it's been like, your ups, your downs. Go ahead and put it out there. And then put it away and then go back and look at it later. 
you know, there'll be a trigger in your brain just to think about, oh, we made that video five years ago. Remember that in 2020? <laughs> and look back and, and, and tell yourself, this is where I was and this is where I am now. And when that happens, hopefully it'll be a springboard um, to re- remind you of this beautiful, beautiful time that you've got going on in your life. Yeah. <laughs> well, right on. Joseph, um, anything else you got going on? Anything we should look out for or check out for? I know you've got some couple of things you can't talk about. Is there anything you could talk about that's happening or we should check out? Uh, well, I I don't know if anybody is a Twitch streamer. or So I started an LLC with a friend of mine. We started an esports company called Onyx Battle League. Uh, essentially, we're trying to bring back that you know, that fighting game feeling when you were a little kid going to the arcade and mm-hmm. you walked in a room and you were like, oh my gosh, all these games and you're playing Mortal Kombat and all the big kids are around and- Come here. Your, Yeah, exactly. You put your quarter up and like, you're not, you're not whooping on the big kids and everybody's like, oh. <laughs> so, you know, I just want to bring that feeling back to just to everybody in general. Like with those games, I feel like it's gotten a little stale and we were both talking. We were like, we should start a company like that. Like, why not? Let's just do it. So. We've been streaming last three three um, weeks. Uh, we started this thing. Uh, we started the thing called Money Match Mondays, where uh, we pick four people to play a certain game, and we each pick a charity to donate to. And whichever person comes out on top, all the all the money in the pot goes to that that donation. But we have all four charities in there, so you can donate to either one of them if you feel like, hey, I want to donate to that charity anyway. You still can uh, in the Twitch link. Uh, it's just on- Onyx Battle League on Twitch. <laughs> so we're going to make sure on vctcpodcast.com we update all of our artists and guests that have been on here of any attributes that they've got coming on so everyone can go to Podcast, and we're going to get um, an update on Joseph H. Johnson and the Onyx Battle League uh, and what's going on. And thank you for bringing that back because you just you just took me back. Uh, because <laughs> I, I would... When you, when you said Mortal Kombat, and, and I have done that in my brain, come here, come here, get over um, here. I, I use that sometimes as a mental relief when I when someone's pissing me off, and in my brain, so that I don't use my mouth to cuss them out, or my hand to pop them, because I'm from the pop them generation, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. We pop them up on the pop of it in the mouth. Um, and, and I pictured in my mind, come here. And me slamming them. And I find a little sense of relief mm-hmm. in that. And and if you, mm, I need to find Tekken. Oh, if yes. I can get the, oh, I if love I can get Tekken. the old, oh my Woo! God. Oh man, I used to be Jinji, the little, yeah. the little girl. Yeah. Oh, you could not touch me. Well, she, I was like, little, oh, little, little, and she could do the park and, yeah. Yes, when Tung and the back kick. <laughs> oh man, they hated when yes. Gigi got in the in the ring. Huh? They were like, oh no, because she was like, eh. yeah. So you, um, yeah, you got me all over. Speaking it. my I'm language, so that's excited. it. <laughs> so excited! What a great way to have another creative mental release from yes. everything that's going on, even the and right within your own confines. So um, once again, here you are pushing the boundaries of creativity and giving some people something new and exciting and interesting to do. Yeah. Right on. Thank you, Joseph H. <laughs> Johnson, uh, for coming on and hanging out with us here on, on Continue the Conversation with Gypsy. And uh, we look forward to finding out more about what's happening with you. We'll check you out. You be safe, okay? Peace, love, and hair grease. <laughs>
It's Peace beautiful in Greece. California. Get outside. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, James. All right. Feel good. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> what a fun time. That was so awesome. Having a conversation with actor Joseph H. Johnson about what it's been like to have a little glimmer of hope, a success story in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. And I want to talk about a success story coming up next week. I've got the Kate Valentine, a successful entertainer who is now learning to live as a working mother during the coronavirus pandemic. Two kids in school. What it's like in New York right now for her and her life. So check back with us next week as we have her joining us here on the show. And also take a moment to try to find a little bit of hope and light from this episode. That as we look towards the future, there is a little bit of glimmer of hope. 2020 is coming to a close and hopefully we can project and think about how we can change and make next year 2021 better than this one. So check back here at vctcpodcast.com to find out all of the tidbits and ins and outs of all of our guests that we've had here on the show, past, present, and future. And also remember, I want you to create with love. Love to create, love yourself, and the world will be a much better place. That's right. You can go run and tell everybody that Gypsy James Robinson told you that. So again, love yourself and make this world a much better place. On that note, peace, love, and hair grease. I'm out. See you next week. Hey. Best way to start your week.